like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. Finally, some honesty. Hey, what do you know? The music didn't stop. Fantastic, see? I always thought I would improve. You're listening to The Disorderly Show. Face for Radio here, talking with you. Yeah, if you didn't realize it, this is a weekly show for all of you. And by the way, I I was really surprised anybody found this show, so I appreciate it. For those of you, the handful of you, and I'm not exaggerating, but hey, yeah, to get to the top of the mountain, it takes a few steps, and then, you know, hundreds of thousands more, but you're one step at a time, I guess? Thanks for joining me. This show, if this is your first time listening to it, this show is aptly named because I talk about anything and anything, anything and anything, anything and everything that's out there, basically anything I want to talk about and bring up because I want to be able to create a show to where we can just talk about anything, different points of view, different things, whatever, and actually get to some sort of understanding and further discussion about it. That's pretty much it. Because right now in this day and age, it's real easy uh, to be on one side or the other side and then just fight against each other thinking, you're the wrong one. No, you're the wrong one. And just for the rest of us out here going, okay, um, there's some good things you guys do, some things y'all do, and could we just, I don't know, compromise and then when you say that word they're like you said the c word and then it's a total now everyone now those teams are directed at you and you're like you know what screw this i'm i'm just not gonna do it uh but welcome to the disorderly show that's what the show's all about but i ain't alone because of the courts i am with (laughs) i am with my co-host sage how you doing sage Good evening. Wait, co-host? Yes. Uh, I must step up. Uh, okay, well, there was that dream for a little bit. Well, I'm, I guess. <laughs> co-host? Well, but... You said it, not me. That's true. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Appreciate Sage being here. So Sage is is also aptly named because I don't know everything, even though I sound like an authoritative figure. I don't. And so I brought Sage along to be able to help me out and guide me and give me that other perspective so I'm not just sitting here talking off the walls going, oh, I sound fantastic, even if I'm talking BS around something st- something stuff. Yeah. Um, you will not know if I have a stroke in this show or not. So I guess you would because it wouldn't get posted, or at least later, maybe, sort of. Anywho, let's jump right into it, because good God, did a lot of stuff happen during this week. We're going to start talking about some spots to start off with, and I know, I know, she's a polarizing figure, but you can't deny the impact that Megan Rapinoe has had on the sport of women's soccer. And she is retiring this year, and if, and she's on her, or her team that she's playing for right now, the OL Reign, they honored her and everybody. The reason I bring this up because it is notable in the world of sports when you break records and there was a record breaking crowd to see her play. 
possibly her last game with the rain. There are some things that have to happen for them to make the playoffs, so it could get extended, but this was basically, hey, if it doesn't happen, at least we were able to do it during a game and not, hey, let's bring you back at the end of the season. So appreciate all the fans going out and showing their appreciation because she's one of the few one of the few soccer players that have actually stayed with the team that drafted them within the league, within the, uh, I think it's the W, uh, the W, the NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League or something like that. You know, if you have, I don't know, possibly the internet in front of your face, you might be able to find that answer. And I was right. The NWSL, the National Women's Soccer League. Oh, I hope that's right. <laughs> oh, hang on. I, I, so I don't want to just say, hey, it's right, because it came up in the search results. I want to be able to see the team. Oh, you know what? I could just look up the damn team. That would be smart. Uh, but I'm almost here. Da, da, da. Oh, quit with all this. Sh- You're probably going like, what is he doing? All right. Well, okay, so oh, all right. You're coming on a little adventure with me. But I'm also showing you that, okay, it is in the NWSL. Um, I am showing you that I'm not just sitting here going like, eh, I guess so. I'm going to be lazy, not use what's available to me. So I try to give you the best information that's available. So next story. Oh, how do you pronounce her last name? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you got the paper in front of you. <laughs> I know. It's, uh, I really should probably get a copy from you before we start the show next Hey, you know what? We're Biles. Okay. Simone Biles. Oh, so, okay. I knew yes. I knew that was right, but when you're in front of the mic, you're like, wait a minute, I don't want to say it wrong. <laughs> um, so, to your point, Sage, that's something to improve on for next week. I got a whole week to be able to do this. Last week, it was all over the place. This one... I feel a bit more confident, being more compact, being more, let's, hey, let's go through these things that I want to be able to talk about. And Simone Biles, you know, the American gymnastics superstar. She won the individual all-around title at the World Championships, becoming the most decorated gymnast in history. Now, granted, I thought she was already that. I, I thought she was already the most decorated, but... She has surpassed. So this is her 27th World Championship medal and 21st gold. Wow. So my thing is, that's going to be a, uh, a sports trivia question of who beat her for those six medals. Now, she was out for a few, I believe, for when she took a leave of absence during the Olympics. I think she also missed the World Championships. And yes, I know I just said that I would look it up and I'd do all that for you. But I think that's a little bit more deep dive to be able to do. And frankly, I'm not just going to keep going and doing that. Because looking up what a, a team, what league a team is in is much easier than trying to figure out, okay, what was the timeline for this shit? Vitaly Sherbeau is the person... That she surpassed. So congrats to Simone. Uh, but that she's not done. She's going to be competing in the Women's Vault in Uneven Bars this Saturday. Which is when this podcast doesn't drop. Because it drops on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully she does. Uh, yeah, she's going to do well. 
Uh, but the vault, I believe, was one of the reasons she took the leave of absence because she couldn't orient herself or she didn't know where she was when she was up in the air twisting. I think they call it twisties. Yeah, is the because when you train so much, you know exactly where. When you train a lot, you know exactly where you are in the air. And when she did one of her sets, she didn't know where she was, so she couldn't orient herself, which could, I mean, obviously be very dangerous because when you don't know which direction you're well, flipping, yeah, you might end up on your head. And as as quickly as they twist and knowing where things are, yeah, yeah, that's very important. That's the impressive thing. Uh, so she's going to be doing that and the balance beam and the floor exercise. So still, oh, that's going to be on Sunday. So obviously we, we hope that she does well and continues to dominate, but Hey, if she doesn't, she's already solidified her place in, uh, in the world of gymnastics as being the best ever. Oh yeah. She's amazing. Moving on to the MLB. Yeah, playoffs are starting. Well, the playoffs have already started, but we got past the first round with some surprises. The Texans are going to be playing on, or playing on, going to be taking on the Orioles, which should be a good one because the Orioles have finally gotten good. Their farm system has finally grown up. And so now they're going to be there. Twins are going to be taking on the Astros. I don't like the... Now, congrats to the Twins to finally break a seemingly forever streak of never winning a playoff game. And when you only when you're doing a best of three series in the first round, yeah, you're you don't have a lot of chances to be able to not only win that game, to be able to win the series. So congrats on them. They have to run right into the Astros, which I'll never fully like because of what they did with the cheating. And also how MLB resolved that whole thing where it's like, you know what? We're just going to take a few things away, but you can keep the championship. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that anybody was necessarily okay with that. I mean, except maybe the fans of that team, which kind of you're sitting there going like, come on, Houston, Houston fans. Why would you be okay with that? Same thing with the Boston fans. I mean, some people just consider like, Oh, it doesn't matter how they won. It wins a win. Or it's the everybody cheats. Yeah, that everybody cheats. Which, yeah, there was was things with Boston, things with New York, which you're sitting there going like, you guys have some of the largest payrolls in baseball and you still got to cheat? What the fuck? Right. (sighs) I don't know why I censored myself. This is my show, my podcast. I can cuss as much as I want to, but maybe, you know... If I'm being no, it's, it's, I could be being played over the loudspeaker at some work that still has to have people come into work. Which, by the way, only twelve percent of the workforce actually works from home. Which, granted, is the largest it's ever been. But I found that interesting because because I was sitting there going like, just how many people still work from home? Yeah, they make it sound like it's a. Like a desolate landscape. Yeah, Yeah. it's a lot of people, but it's really not. Well, uh, and I know there was a a ton of people that got added, added, that got hired, but it's the holiday season. Anyway, it's like over, uh, part of me wants to look this up, part of me wants to go, rely on what you've read, rely on your memory. 
Um, I think it was like some 600,000. It was a lot of jobs that got added. But again, during the holiday season, they're already putting out Christmas yeah, there's, shit. There's so no hiring yet. it's well, you sit there and go, are they just hiring people sooner because they're putting shit out sooner? I wouldn't think so. I don't know. I mean, they have seen a lot of uptick on spending this year. Just what is that called? Revenge spending. <laughs> the, the COVID. Co- yeah, the revenge spending. <laughs> I don't know how that would. Why would you revenge spend? I don't, I'm gonna get you, virus. Right, and it's all your fault. <laughs> You'll pay for this with You'll my money. Um, also in the playoffs, that's happening. Oh, I didn't mention the rest of the team. So the Diamondbacks are be going taking on the Dodgers, which should be a good series uh, because interdivision rivals and also the Dodgers really don't have a bullpen. They're, they're pitching a suspect, and the Diamondbacks were able to take care of the Brewers, which everybody thought the Brewers had the best pitching in all or of all the teams in the playoffs, and they were able to sweep them two games. Granted, uh, so that'll be interesting to watch. And then you got the Braves and Phillies, another inner division rival gang, gang game. Uh, <laughs> I catch myself, my ears and my brain I mean, catch up in some areas. <laughs> uh, so the Phillies have been just dinging the ball. And the Braves are just one of the best, if not the best, all-around baseball teams out there. So, base and with all the rules, that's one thing that nobody has really brought up. That with all the rules changes, there hasn't been a game that has been decided by uh, pitch clock violation or by uh, a controversial call, which has been great to see. And everybody's watching it. In other playoff news, we got the Aces and the Liberty going at it in the WNBA. These are the top two teams. They've been the top two teams ever since the the season started. But for the Liberty, this is they're back in in the. Uh, it's been a long time since they've been in this place. For the Aces, last year's champs, fairly new team, owned by the the Raiders owner who I can't remember his name right now, but you can remember the haircut. You sit there and go like, come on, dude. There's that him and Jordan are probably great examples of just hiring. Yes, men. It's just, yes, you're the best. And like, why didn't this work out? Well, I don't know. You, you came up with the idea, boss. Mm. Uh, but they'll be taking it on or going at it. And, I got to say, I just like the Aces in this again. Even though the Liberty has had their number this season, Aces have had the easiest, has has had the easier schedule. And that's why I'm going to go with them to win it again. And I'm hoping that the Liberty can, they don't, that they can still keep this competitiveness and be able to uh, get back to this position next year because it's just great for the sport. And also, you have two of the best players in the game right now going against each other. That's what every league wants to have. They're biggest stars in the biggest games. And this is a terrible segue to go into <laughs> because now we're going to be talking about Trevor Bauer, which I doubt you know who that is, Sage. Like- don't. So he's a former Major League Baseball pitcher, one of the more outspoken uh, pitchers, but he and very active on social media. So a woman accused him in 2021 of sexual assault, and 
they recently just settled their legal dispute and both parties withdrew their claims against each other. And what happened was Bauer was suspended by Major League Baseball for 194 games after he was given an initial suspension of 324 games. But an arbiter came in and was like, yeah, no, let's reduce this. Um, So, and this is, he was not charged. There was no, the evidence that was presented there, all the evidence wasn't presented basically. So what major league baseball was given, what the courts were given was, wasn't the entire truth. And he recently came out with a video. You can go look it up on YouTube explaining what occurred. And he also shares some text messages that were released as well as video of her the night after they had relations and he's lying in bed with a mask over his face. So he's not knowing that he's being recorded and she is doing this kind of triumphant. Hey, look what I got. No bruising, no cuts, no nothing that she claims occurred during that night. He said he was extremely rough with her. The reason I bring this up is because just like the Amber Heard case, we've got during the time with the Trevor Bauer thing and obviously with the Johnny Depp thing, huge media coverage. Damn near it's like, okay, we've okay, this is almost I can't I can't get away from this. It's like learning anything about the Kardashians. It's like I don't want to know, but I know. Everything I know about the Kardashians I've learned against my will. Or even now in the NFL where it's like, hey, this player could be dating Taylor Swift. It's like, I don't care if Travis Kelsey is dating her. I don't give a shit. But because of the fans she draws. Now, granted, I'm not saying Taylor Swift is bad or anything. She is, as I stated in the last show, the the next embodiment of the Dolly Parton. uh, Of the Dolly Parton? No. Of Dolly Parton to where... I'm sorry, I think the is... (laughs) Of the the Dolly Parton, okay. Dolly Parton is awesome. Yes, and so what she was able to do with her heiress tour, and the only reason I know that is because it was every fucking where. Again, not saying it's bad, but I'm not a fan, but again, learning it against my will. Um, So this was everywhere. Everywhere, and he was basically the Major League Baseball and the Dodgers were all like, you know what? We don't want anything to do with you. You haven't been charged yet. You've There's only this allegation of this horrendous crime. So he gets released, goes and plays in Japan, and then throughout the course of the video, he's making the, he's making the statements that her law, her law, law team keeps coming to him going, hey, let's just settle, let's just settle. And he's like, no, kind of like what Depp did. No, we're not settling. I'm going to clear my name. And the media has not had the same fervor to be able to present this new information. Which, if they did, then maybe people would start trusting media 
a bit more, news organizations a bit more, instead of going, look what they did, they're being accused of this, and then make this huge spotlight to be for you to be able to check out, and then a couple years go by, and now it's found out that, oh yeah, everything that was said about that person is completely wrong. It's that sense of- what is it? Sens- 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 oh my goodness, I cannot talk. Sensational. Sens- sensationalism? Yes, thank you. Just give me some time. Sensationalism. Yeah. Anyways, that word. <laughs> um, it's that shock and awe that people flock to them, but then when they get it wrong, it's that, well, if we admit that we're wrong, no one's going to want to listen to us. It's all like, that to me is wrong, because if a news organization says, hey, we got this wrong, this is what really happened, I'm more apt to be like, okay. Now I'm going to trust you more. Yeah, because you're admitting to, hey, we messed up, but here's the re- this is why we messed up. Because when somebody comes up to me and tells me, hey, I messed up, but this is why, you know, and then you can move on and, and be able. But if you sensationalize something and you don't correct it, it doesn't give, and then I learned about it later. It's like nothing I've re, I can read from you going forward. I can trust. It's trustworthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's no longer trustworthy. So. So they, one thing I found out about this, which was kind of head scratcher. Um, so there's not going to be any monetary exchange between them, but the woman is still going to receive three hundred grand from her insurance company. I don't understand this. Yeah, How the fuck did you get an insurance claim on... Well, like, what did you insure? Yeah, how do you insure... I don't... <laughs> but that's what that's what all the articles are saying, is that she's going to get this. But there's no follow-up as to what the hell she insured. So, this isn't me being lazy. This is me going, there's no it. shit out there about this. Yeah, there's no information on yeah. why she's... So, if you know it, much. hey, educate me. Help me help you. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Nobody knows that damn movie anymore. Um, or if they do, they're they're in my age range, which would make sense because I doubt that's a movie that all the kids are going to like, yes, this is the staple of entertainment we want to go back to. Yeah. And then we're you all going. You know, because there are some like random flicks that'll just come back up out of nowhere when you think, that's true, but I'm there's talking that. on the majority. That's I could true. I could care less that's about true. if there's a niche or like ten people were like, We're gonna see a midnight screening of Jerry Maguire. I wouldn't consider that like, hey, it's back in the main it's back. Yeah, it's no, like, no, it's, I'm not gonna yeah. do that. It's no. just to me that's somebody that paid to have it screened on Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. And to get out there and I mean it'll generate some buzz, like why the fuck is Jerry Maguire? Hell, maybe this talking about it generates a little bit of buzz. <laughs> and then we see Jerry Maguire too. Um, he becomes a sports guy and needs an agent. Um, so Bauer did, um, res- he did retain the right to speak about this publicly. So that's why, uh, that was one of the conditions to drop this and that he's not going to pay anything. He's like, I'm still going to, uh, I want to, I want to be able to talk about this, which is smart. Any guy out there that has this happen. Cause it also happened to a, player from uh, Baylor and this dude had one of the best intimidating photos of all time for a football player 
had the mid-cut jersey, had a grill on it, or his face mask just looked intimidating. But he got accused of sexual assault. And by the time the courts went through and found she was lying, he missed his window to be in the NFL. Wow. So, but hey, there's nothing that happens to them. And that's the that's the other big thing that is kind of like, what the fuck? You can destroy a man's life with this allegation, but there's nothing that comes back and goes, hey, you lied and you caused all this. You caused monetary damages. But there's nothing that occurs to them. Fucking talking about privilege. Come on. I know I'm dipping my toe into that thing. And it's like, I mean, because it does go both ways. And it does. It does, but so, it's... But yeah, I think that any woman that does that type of allegation, when it's not true, it's it's just going to be like... And just gets away with it. Hell, it, it, yeah, it's this just, one found a way to get 300 grand. Yeah, just the narcissism of it all is just mind-blowing. Because it, like, it does definitely do a lot of damage for advocates of... Yeah, women that's that the biggest thing. It's not only just women, but like men, anybody, men, anybody who goes through it. it. Too. Yeah. So any victim that actually does go through that sexual that assault itself, and then you have these idiots coming up and making stuff up, and it just just so makes me want to punch them in the head. That's not that actually, I'll do it. You know but what? That's <laughs> you know what? Would that be a thing that could get started? Not punching you in the head, but let's yeah, say... no, let's not punch people in no, the head. No, no, but one of the... Uh, a way to help recoup those monetary damages is you get them dressed up in a dog-biting proof suit and you pay so much money to take a bat and go to hit them. Now, they're not going to get hurt, but you get the sense of a little bit of justice. Like... 50 bucks yeah, a swing? See, the only thing that I would be against that is because they've already lied about something. So they're going to be like, this wasn't padded well enough. I need money. But blah, it's, blah, blah. you can, so. no, you can prove it. Just, okay, because she responded to Brower, Brower to uh, Bauer's video saying, yeah, it's completely false. Um, I have the evidence basically. And it's like, what you, you have the evidence of these things occurred. Like when Amber Heard had evidence of what occurred to her after Depp beat her. I'm like, well, why didn't you bring that up? Why'd you settle? Why did, why would you not continue the trial or go to trial to be able to prove this? Cause that's her, that's her, that's how she's coming back. She's saying, He's only picking out a few select texts, which are very damning. And then the video of what happened afterwards, also damning. And she's like, this this doesn't paint me the right way. That's not what happened. Da, da, da. And it's like, I have evidence to show what occurred. And it's like, well, why, uh, why don't you present it? It's like the pill, my pillow guy. When he's saying, I have the evidence showing this election was rigged. Most Americans were like, great, show us the fucking evidence. And then when we get presented the evidence, or what the lack thereof, you're sitting there going, again, like to your point with the media, like, hey, look, if you fucked up, just say you fucked up, here's how we fucked up, and then move on and try to be more truthful in the future. But if you're not, then, hmm, what a shocker, no one wants to believe you anymore. 
And there could be, and it is, it is, isn't it always the case? Jesus Christ, isn't it always the case? Like I said, just give me some time. Where you are the person who cried wolf. The boy who cried wolf. For those of you out there like, why do you say boy? Because anybody could chill with a wolf? Okay, hang on. Let me back up. If you're dumb enough to be like, Faith said we could go chill with wolves, and you get eaten, well, uh, then I just helped out the planet. Darwin Award. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, don't, um, don't randomly go chill with wolves. People. What I'm saying that if you are the person in that story, once people start to distrust, distrust you, then you're going to get something that is trustworthy. Like, hey, look, this actually happened. But you being the conduit or the speakerphone, or the megaphone, yeah, the megaphone, the speakerphone, the, the megaphone of this information, you're not going to get the results that you expect because of what you did in the past. True. Moving on. Uh, oh, by the way, do want to bring this up, though. He is also, Trevor's also being, um, there's another accusation from another woman in Arizona which he again has denied and countersued. And I'm sitting here going, what is it about this guy that every girl, every gold digger for baseball thinks that, yeah, this, this is the target to go after. He doesn't have the most money, but apparently he does something in his life that is attracting. That is that, that he, he's got some type of honey that's attracting these bees. Bad segue. Into <laughs> yeah, it's bad segues. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yep, that's what I'm doing. We're gonna look at some global news uh, and what's going on around the world. Okay, so the first thing we're gonna be talking about it actually just happened, and I know this is gonna drop on Sunday, but we record on Fridays. Why? Because y'all don't pay me for this shit yet. Once you do. It'll be uh, more in line, more often, more... You'll get more. You'll get more face, is what I'm saying. And Sage, you know, they'll be here. Uh, but multiple rockets were fired from the blockaded Gaza Strip into Israel, triggering an, triggering an air raid, or the air raid siren, sorry, um, including the Tel Aviv, the greater Tel Aviv region. Now, these rocket attacks marks the beginning of... What the fuck is that name? Operation Al-Qasa Storm? A-Q-S-A. That's what it is. And it's announced by Mohammed Deef, D-E-I-F, the leader of Hamas's military wing. So in response, Israel's military conducted airstrikes, further escalating the situation. So that's occurring. So now not only do we have the Ukrainian war going on and we have the destabilization of countries that Russia was basically kind of keeping in check. Now we have Hamas and Israel starting uh, starting some shit again. Um, but going over to um, into staying around the same place, going a bit n- north, I would say. Yeah, Turkey's north of Israel, right? Northwest. Um, Hang on, let me go get a globe. Oh, yeah, everyone yeah. sitting there's like this yeah, motherfucker is that. not gonna go get a globe, and you're right, I'm not going to. But I believe it is, and I'll find out a bit later uh, if I'm right or not. So if you comment on the show and be like, "You were wrong," it's like, "Yes, I educated myself." Okay, chill the fuck out. Um, but 
a Turkish drone was shot down by the U.S. Yeah, over in Syria. So the incident occurred as Turkey was targeting Kurdish forces in response to their suicide bombing uh, in Turkey. So U.S. troops observed drones conducting raids near, uh, near basically near U.S. forces, and a drone approached the American forces, and the Americans were like, hey, you better divert. Divert that shit, and they didn't. They're like, all right, we're going to take it out. So I don't think this is going to be a big thing for the relations between the U.S. and Turkey, but Turkey's sitting there going like, and this is this is a tough thing because we, the Kurds helped us out during our, whatever you want to call it, the invasion in Iraq, uh, and also dealing with, uh, yeah, you guys remember the, uh, oh, Jesus, I can't even remember the name. Who was the guys who took over? At the black flag, ISIS. Yeah, just give me time. That's what this damn show should be called instead of the disorderly show. It's it's for radio with, just give me time. I'll get it. Uh, They also helped us out with them. And so now it's kind of, we are in this kind of conundrum of, because Turkey doesn't want the Kurds to get get an established part of their uh, territory. And the Kurds are like, hey, we want a place to call home. And yeah, it's one of these things like there's the solution is not going to be beneficial for anybody. And that's what the solution should be. It's all, hey, look, the solution's not going to favor anybody, but it's a solution so that we can get past all this meaningless fighting. I'm all for I, I love the shit out of weapons and guns. I think they're fucking awesome. But. I also see that they should be used in a way to where the goal that we're trying to meet is one where the aftermath benefits. And as of right now, there isn't that one. Um, But if you didn't know, yeah, now you know, we shot down a Turkish drone. So it's not just us with drones. I know you've heard in the Ukrainian war that Iran has drones now and there's drones everywhere. Well... Turkey's got some. And speaking of Ukraine, the deputy prime minister of a name I'm not going to try to pronounce to to, (laughs) to pronounce, uh, unveiled a new initiative called Brave One Cloak. So this thermal protection cloak renders its wearer invisible to thermal sensors and weighs approximately five and a half pounds. Now, while other invisible, while other Invisibility products exist in the market. The Brave One Cloak is expected to enhance Ukraine's sniping capabilities, bringing back a little bit of, uh, uh, I don't know, PTSD for Russia as a country, as the Finland sniper, who uh, was nicknamed the White Death because of what they did. The dude, if you haven't heard about him, read up on him. It's an amazing, like, holy shit. Why don't they make this into a movie instead of giving us the same shit over and over? Uh, where at some point he had half of his face shot off, but he still kept fighting. Seriously. Those, those Finnish people do not hook with them, especially in the winter. Um, so Ukrainian snipers operating on both sides of the conflict are, uh, Well, this is, uh, now I don't know who makes this, but there is a video out there showing the capabilities of this cloak, which if it's battle tested, and that's, that's the reason I wanted to bring this up because more than likely 
it's it's it comes from us. It comes from an American defense company, and they pretty much want to see, hey, how well this is going to be used. And pretty much, if you want to, yes, we want to support Ukraine in getting this done, but we're really in it to test out, hey, if we needed to go to war against China, how well will our shit hold up? And that's what this Ukraine-Russia thing is going on all about. In my opinion, but I would love to hear yours. Uh, but that's what I think this is. It's just a big testing thing for them. Because if it works well, then you can expand on that to a lot bigger items that can use this. Definitely. Oh, and if you didn't know, there's a new uh, stealth bomber out there. Oh, no, cool stuff. Yeah. Air Force is doing a lot of upgrades, but yeah, there's a new stealth bomber that's going to be coming out. And uh, also in Ukraine, this is awesome. So uh, a Ukrainian tanker captured a Russian T-72B3 tank. And they there was a lot of issues with the tank. So guess what this tanker did? They called tank support? Yes. They I called tech support. <laughs> so, the fact that uh, tech support for tank is just shocking. Awesome. Right. <laughs> so the issues that they were facing were oil leakages, broken compressors, malfunctioning turret motors, and so the the Ukrainian tanker initially posed as a Russian, but ended the call with the phrase, "Oh, what the Slavana? How do you pronounce this?" Uh, Is that the Slava Ukrainian? Yeah, that's exactly it. That's what they did. That's what they ended with, which means glory to Ukraine. And, uh, you know, Russia has reportedly lost a significant number of tanks in Ukraine. And uh, Ukraine is claiming they've destroyed around 4,500 tanks as of September 1st, which... From the reports and videos and shit I've been hearing, that that doesn't even come close to the amount of shit they have. It's like Russia beats you not with good shit, just overwhelming numbers. If you're a gamer, they're the they, and you know what um, spacecraft is it? Spacecraft? No, because there's Warcraft. The World of Warcraft. No. Yeah, well, there's World of Warcraft, but there's. Oh my God! I maybe doing the show at this late at night. <laughs> yeah, if you describe the game, maybe I might be able to tell you. No, I'll fucking find it. It's. Spacecraft. I think it's spacecraft, but why doesn't that sound right? You know. Um, oh God, damn it! Okay, now, hey everybody, you're gonna get okay. to learn. Starcraft. That's what it's fucking called. Starcraft. Thank you for everybody yelling at me. Because uh, your yelling helped me remember. So Starcraft, there is... Uh, which, there has actually been some... Actually, you don't need to know that. Uh, it has to do with 40k and Starcraft. Anywho, in Starcraft, because it's the more popular game than Warhammer 40k, there's a race called the Zerg. The Zerg are the bug-like... Uh, starship trooper enemy okay. to where they don't beat you with they beat you with numbers that's what they do and that's what the Russians are doing here they don't have great shit but they got a lot of shit so they just wear you down and that's the problem with 
uh, or that's the concern with Ukraine is like, hey, if you if you trade one to one with Ukraine or even one to two, like one Ukrainian soldier dies to every two Russian soldiers, that's still a loss for Ukraine because there is so much more Russia can do. Yeah, they so, have they have definitely more numbers on everything. So. But I found that funny to where they called tech support to help them out. And they were like, glory to Ukraine. And oh, I'm pretty sure the tech support at the end of that was like, what? It's like, fucking hell. Uh, moving on. The, oh, I did. And this one, this name, I actually tried uh, to, well, I did pronounce. But now for the life of me, I can't get it right now. Um, but we want to, oh, what the? Okay, okay, I was like, why is this not coming up? It should be coming up. Basically, I use a a, uh, a site to help me figure out what things should be pronounced as, and Nargis Mohammadi, I hope I pronounced that right, who is a prominent Iranian women's advocate and human rights advocate, yeah, activist. No, she... Well, technically, yeah, she's been arrested multiple times. I think she's still in prison in Iran, but she did win the Nobel Peace Prize for the work that she's been doing. Yep. So she's been recognized for her unwavering commitment to women's rights and social reform in Iran. And if you didn't know what's going on in Iran, there was a young, young woman who said, screw this headscarf, screw being told what I can and can't wear. I'm a person, I'm a human, and what I'm wearing, basically, I'm showing my hair, shouldn't be a fucking problem. Well, according to the Iranian religious police, they said it is a fucking problem, killed her, and there have been riots ever since. Now, they have gone away from the media news stories. That's that how you I want to pronounce it. I'll come up with something. Just give me time. <laughs> um, but I wanted to bring it up, not only to say awesome that she's still being recognized and um, she was awarded this medal, which will give Iran a harder time to do anything towards her because she could just be locked away and forgotten in Iran. Oh, yeah. Um, but that also to remind everybody else, yeah, this shit's still going on. There's still people out there in other countries that we may consider or that our government may consider uh, evil and terrorists and things like that. But not everybody living in that country has that type of view. And that's one thing we have to sit there and go, hey, it's these governments that are going back and forth. And that's one beautiful thing about America is that we can question this stuff. We can go, hey, wait a minute. Mm, I don't know. And dive deeper, see what else anybody else is talking about. And we can ask, hell, we have the Freedom of Information Act. I am so glad that was made into a law because now we can be, well, for a while now. It just hasn't, it hasn't happened recently, but you're able to go in and request information that normally wouldn't get released. So that's awesome. And we, uh, for, uh, Nargis, then, you know, I hope, <sighs> yeah, it's, it's, it's something to be said about somebody who's willing to use the time that they have 
which is limited in this life because we don't have any concrete evidence, no matter what you believe, and I'm not here to judge or to take one stand or the other. Right now, this is what we know. This is the life we know. And to use that to better people that she will never meet, that she will never have a conversation with, that she will never see benefit from her actions is one reason I wanted... Is the, Actually, it's the main reason I want to bring this up. And holy shit. Wow. If I want to get through all these news stories, I got to start talking quick. <laughs> actually, it's a good problem to have because... I could come back to these news stories that I don't catch on. Because, again, it's my fucking show with a co-host whose name's Sage. And nothing's preventing me from bringing it back up. But I also know that there's a there's a lot to cover. And I am not a prominent yet podcast to where you can sit there like, I would love to listen to this dude for three hours. Not going to happen. At least not now. Um so I'm just looking at the time and I'm like, wow, we're still here, which is again, a great problem to have, but, um, it's just more things to work out. Hell, it's the second show people. And I appreciate you taking the time to take a listen. Um, so, uh, one thing I do want to bring up though, something's going on in Canada that you may not know about. So, and it's related to, uh, podcasts and online streaming services so the canadian radio television and telecommunications commission the crtc has mandated that online streaming services social media platforms and other online services offering podcasts register with the government and these regulations stem from the recently passed online streaming act which requires platforms like netflix and spotify to contribute to canada's domestic media ecosystem now these moves have faced criticism um basically uh saying that it's going to be it's going to restrict free speech yeah because i can see how that would be restricting because i don't know but like (laughs) I, in my head, I can I see how that could be a thing. Yeah. I don't I, know. Like, <laughs> You're supposed to, to be the smart way. one. I'm trying to find a way to word this where it makes sense outside of my head. <laughs> um, oh, shit. A lot of lists that are made are usually done for a specific reason. And when you start making lists and categorizing media and social media, it, it, it can be used to target certain groups of... Oh, so you're saying this ain't the first domino. Yeah. That there's more to come. That once they get registered, now they yeah. know who they are. And now they're going to do something. There's going to be another thing that happens. So they are. So what yeah. you're saying, they already have a goal yeah. of what they want to have happen. But they need... Yeah. They can't they, get there first. It, it, may, it may not be that they have a goal. They may just want them to register so that they can tax them accordingly to their popularity hmm. but stuff like that can easily as we've all seen in the past go awry 
Yeah, the only good list is Santa's list. Exactly. Yeah. He's, well, he, I mean, he does have a naughty list, but well, you gotta have you gotta you gotta have yeah. two lists. You gotta figure out who's exactly. naughty, who's See, nice. It, it, exactly, a way to categorize and go with an agenda. But then you have only one central person. The elves don't get a chance to be able to go. Hey, look, let's check this over. It's one person going. Nope, you're naughty. You're nice. Exactly. I mean, that could. There's no other eyes on it. Right. Oh, that would be a a huge bias. Because Santa Claus, hey, everybody, he didn't originate in America. So if you didn't know that, you've been educated. So what if they're not a fan of uh, Americans? What if they're not, as if there's multiple Santas? There could be. That makes more sense uh, that there's a uh, special operations team. Oh shit! That would be a no. That would be I a mean, fun. Isn't that what Santa's elves are for? They go recon. I mean, you got elf in a shelf. So. No, <laughs> no. I'm thinking it would be a fun exercise to come up with what does Santa Claus the acronym stand for <laughs> to be able to go like the secret. I'll 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 figure it out to where it's not it's. That's being presented as this jovial person who just, hey, I'm going to reward you for being good for the year. It's actually a uh, a multi-pronged organization that makes sure that the those that are doing well get rewarded so they continue not being an issue to governments and countries. And those that are, are being, oh man, hey, maybe I, hey Netflix, I just came up with an idea, an original movie for you. The the Santa Claus, uh, where it's actually a global organization that tries to keep people in check. Huh. And you know what? They'll probably hear this podcast years later and be like, oh, son of a bitch. Oh, that would have been great. Moving on. Um, no, nah, we're gonna, not going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to. We're going to move to the U.S. Yep, U.S. news because, hey, shit happened here too. The first thing we want to look in and talk to is a... Now, this is in no particular order, okay? No particular order. Don't think that it's going to be... Oh, hey, you got... uh, um, I'm going to hear some funny stuff and then, then we'll get into the good news and then we'll get into... No, it's all over the place. If it was structured, then the show wouldn't be aptly named. Okay, people? But you know how there is Beyond Meat, right? Yeah. The plant-based doesn't taste like meat meat. We can sear it. It looks like it. Trust me, it doesn't taste like it. Have you tried it? Yes. Hell yeah. I've tried it. I mean, everybody... Went to Carl's Jr., said, give me the Beyond Meat, and I went, hmm. Okay, that is... That is a pricing, not tasting meat thing. Really? A lot of people that have tried it have told me they like it, but yeah, apparently well, there's so much salt in it that it kind of negates the healthiness of it all. <laughs> like, would, if yeah, you just, don't like your blood pressure, have this <laughs> some meat, I guess. Which they could come back and say, well, you got it from a fast food place, which is not healthy yeah, at all. Yeah, anything I mean, from there. You can even buy it at the store. Well, true. But you can buy also a lot of unhealthy stuff at the store. True, that's true. Yeah. But, I mean, this is technically everyone... Oh, I'm pretty sure everyone but the people that 
created it go around. This is supposed to be healthy because it's not meat. It's like oh yeah, that's the whole. They're they're promoting the whole what it does to the environment, all this stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah, understand. Oh, I get the idea, but to promote it as it tastes like meat. Now, I could be wrong if they're like, they're not promoting it that way. Now I kind of want to go get a burger and try it. <laughs> yeah, okay, we might be able to. Um, so that's being moved into coffee. No meat is <laughs> no. moved into coffee. No meat meat is now coffee. <laughs> Can I have no. a coffee no meat meat, please? <laughs> is that like a topping? <laughs> Flavor. In flavor. coffee, sorry, it would be was, flavor. It would be flavoring. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I mean, technically, nutmeg is a topping. Give me, give me the slices Cinnamon. of bacon for the topping, Whip please. cream. Jesus. I want the pepperoni slices. Just five, please, not six. No, it's a flavoring. Five anyway. Five pepperoni. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good shit. Um, so, not surprisingly, a... A Seattle-based startup, which is backed by the investors who were be behind the success. I don't know if I would call it a success yet. Just because it's everywhere doesn't mean it's a success. Um, though you can make the argument, yes, it is. But I look at sustainability. When I look at su- success, I look at sustainability. Because if you have people who are backing you, like look at Tesla. Tesla hasn't made a profit forever. But people would say, hey, they're a success. Why? They're not a success. They always have people backing into them because they believe in it. Not a success is what I would classify it because they need investors. Now, I mean, I'm pretty sure they make a profit. It's just kind of like the same flat line. So they they break even? Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm pretty sure they make above the line, but it's not... Like, it's the same every year. Oh, they might. Well, okay. Does that make sense? Let me rephrase for every Tesla fan out there. But but you're saying sustainability. So, but from your initial comment, it sounded like they're trying to make coffee vegan, which is already vegan. Well, they're trying to make it beanless. How How does that make sense? Again, reducing the environmental impact of coffee production. So I know there's that thing called mushroom coffee. That's is <laughs> like, that, that is, is that trippy coffee? Like, are we I, talking mushrooms or mushrooms? I, <laughs> no, I don't think it's that kind of coffee. But <laughs> give me the trippy coffee. So what? what? So let's look so at, what, let me get so the what, straight face. So you want to you want to have a meat does. coffee and now you want the trippy coffee? <laughs> yeah, I've, I have a couple people that I need to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> I need give some imagination today. Coffee. Give me that <laughs> trippy coffee. Uh, so yeah, the people, the, uh, the, it's not that, that's my opinion, the success thing. And again, if you have an opinion, that's great. Doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean I'm wrong. What it means is, you know, where I stand and I know it's the second show. Um, but you also should know I'm open to changing my mind. Doesn't mean I'm going to sway and be like, well, this is the popular talking points so i'm going to go with that because i want to be pop like no i'm going to go with the ones that i believe are right and if i hear a better argument i am willing to change my mind and by the way telling me to 
DUI research is not a good argument. Like, no, give yeah. me facts to consider. Give me information to consider so I can look at the facts and and take what your knowledge is and go, cool. Let's discuss that. Exactly. That's what it is. So I want to put that out there that. Because I have an opinion doesn't, don't automatically go, you're wrong. It's like, it's a fucking opinion. Let's talk about it. Whole point of the show, talking, getting it out there. But also being able to bring up this shit that I normally would not. I wouldn't have read this shit. I got too much other things in my life right now that I want to point my attention to. But I have an urge to be able to do this. (laughs) That sounded terrible. (laughs) I think okay, I, so I wanted to do happy. urge a bit better. Like, I have an urge. There we go. I needed a deeper. I didn't need a, I need an urge. I need, I need an urge to do this. Yeah, that sounded, that sounded a bit better. But yeah, uh, so the, the investors who did Beyond Meat are now behind this Seattle-based startup to do the world's first beanless coffee. So coffee farms, just like... Cattle farms have been exploding everywhere, and that has caused a lot of deforestation. And studies predict, uh, I'm kind of, okay, let me, I'll say this and then I'll get my opinion out. Studies predict that nearly half of the land currently used for coffee production could become unproductive by 2050 due to the effects of climate change. Okay, well, here's the thing with that. When they come out and say studies have stated, it's like, okay, this is where, if you were to say, well, studies have shown, it's like, which studies? Because if I want to go look at those studies, what what are you referencing? If you're referencing, if you can't give me the reference of where those studies are, then I'm not really going to take that point into account to change my opinion. You need to, and so when they say, these articles say studies have shown, it's like, mm, what studies? Yeah, it's always good when they give you a reference, like, hey, give yeah. me a reference. Was it a school reference that point. did it? Is it yeah. a scientist, or a specific scientist? Is was it, it sponsored? Group? Was it sponsored yeah. by people? Was it sponsored by beer companies who <laughs> yeah, don't it, want people to drink coffee? Sponsored yeah. Where, yeah, oh, it. it was sponsored by Prime. That's what it is. <laughs> and Monster. They don't want people drinking coffee. Red Bull. Red Bull was the main culprit in this study. Now I'm I mean, I'm being facetious. I have no fucking idea. But I mean, wouldn't if, they use coffee because they have caffeine in their drinks? So. No. Okay. No, coffee is a, a chemical that you can utilize. Okay. I guess maybe. If not, correct me. Um, Synthesized, I guess, caffeine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Okay. So so beanless coffee. Let's... So beanless coffee. Yeah. So uh, out of Seattle, which will be. Uh, and Atomo is what it's called. A-T-O-M-O. Sounds like someone's lair. Like... A lair? A lair. Um, I don't necessarily know if it's a good lair or a bad lair. Is it a Are villain? you saying lair as in A-L-A-I-R? Like the villain's lair or the superhero's lair. Like Superman's lair. I don't know. Lex Luthor's lair. Something like that. You know, it could go either way. Is it a villain layer or a superhero villain layer? I guess it would. Atomo? Is it Atomo? I have no idea. It's A-T-O-M-O. And so this proof of concept, Beanless Coffee, not only offers an innovative solution to this problem 
again, we'd have to figure out, or we'd have to look at the studies that say, this is a problem. Because I, okay, I would think as big as coffee is in the world, this would have been a much bigger issue we would have learned about way before now instead of going, hey, it's going to be in about 27 years when shit's going to go down. The reason I do, the reason I say that is because back in the 70s, they said, we're going to run out of things. We're going to run out of this, the climate change, da, da, da. And those predictions didn't come true. So you sit there again, it's referencing what are they, what are these studies saying? Now, it also could be, they're just trying to drum up urgency for people who drink coffee and go, hey, just like they did with the Beyond Meat, hey, there's a problem where we're causing too much issues with everybody wanting meat and there's so much cattle out there. Let's help the planet and buy this plant meat. Yeah. Or this plant-based or this plant-made yeah. meat. Or, yeah, I know some. a lot of studies are also done. So, hey, this is a problem that can happen if we don't do something. And so, But it's who's sponsoring it. That's exactly. The big thing. It does have to do with who's sponsoring it, yeah. too. But it could also be like, hey, this is a problem if we don't correct it now. Which, a lot of times, when it comes to agriculture, like if you, you're like, hey, the, this is where the projection is going. So what can we do to curb it the other way? So, if you wanted to try beanless coffee, it's coming. <laughs> I kind of do, and I also want to try that mushroom coffee. So there's some. Too much. <laughs> you want to be tripped out? I just trip. I gotta go get some trippy now, coffee. Oh, that would be now. That would be something because I know they can do weed in a lot of different things. Yeah. But they have they done it in liquid form? I don't. Uh, I mean, they got the drops. I wonder if you could do drops in the coffee. Probably. Give me the meat-flavored coffee with the trippy mushrooms, and I'll be a happy camper. I mean, wouldn't that kind of go against, because, I mean, if you're going to be doing weed, you're going to want to relax. Why would you want coffee? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, a high-strung, relaxed person. Decaf! Decaf! I just like the flavor. Moving on to other things besides beanless coffee. Hey, Alabama's doing something awesome for black people. A three-pound... <laughs> Uh, I didn't think about that when I said it. A three-panel judge is preparing to approve a new congressional congressional districts. Now, the decision comes after the panel ruled that the state lawmakers have failed to create a second district where black voters are the majority, or at least very close to it. So the panel's decision is a response to the Republican-controlled Alabama legislature adopting new lines that were deemed illegally or to illegally dilute the political power of black residents. So these new districts will be in use for the 2024 elections and could provide an opportunity for better representation of Alabama's diversity, which is what those districts should represent. It's like, hey, this is what this is who resides here. Instead of going, hey, this is we're gonna have the weirdest fucking jigsaw jigsaw to be able to go and retain power. Which I've always sat there and gone like, wait a minute, how can you on one end go, 
we want to be competitive, we want to have the best in the world, and yet at the same time, skew everything to where you stay in power and not have real competition. Yeah. How could you be, you how, have, you, how, how can you claim to be the best, or you, want to be the you, best? Yeah, if you don't let yourself go up against the best. Yeah. Because, like, competition that breeds innovation, and that always helps out the person. The and and it's both sides. I'm not saying the Republicans are the ones oh, no, who yeah, just definitely. do it. Both sides do it. Um, oh, yeah, definitely. So, but I wanted to point that out. It's like, all right, cool. Alabama's doing something awesome. In the financial world, there's a significant development involving former President Donald Trump. His net worth has reportedly dropped so significantly, he didn't make the Forbes 400. What? Mm-hmm. Now, one contributing factor is the social media business Truth Social which has struggled to gain traction. It only has about 1% of the total users compared to Twitter. And yes, I'm going to keep saying it's Twitter. It's not fucking X. It's Twitter. I just, I can't Elon Musk, because no. I can't. Because, you know, when you... We were all used to saying, let's do a Twitter. What's that tweet? You can't let's do an X. Yeah, let's do an X. Like, what are the X's saying? All my X's live in Texas. Any George Strait fans out there? Exactly. Let me do an X. What do you mean you're going to do an X? We broke up because he did an X. What does the X say? It just sounds like someone I don't want to talk to. Actually, oh my God. Whoever, Whoever did the what did the fox say should do a follow up. What did the X say? Yeah. Hmm. Apologies, had to get some more water. Uh, so additionally, um, Trump's office buildings in San Fran, actually any building San Fran has a problem right now. The residents there are leaving their cars open. And we're not just talking doors and hood, everything. All their doors, their trunk, to be able to tell anybody there that wants to commit a crime or break into their car, we ain't got shit, don't damage my shit. San Francisco has become a a place where if you wanted to visit, I would wait a while. I wouldn't go there now. Yeah, it's, it's losing its touristy appeal. Yeah, very much so. Um, so yeah, his uh, buildings in San Francisco and New York have also ex- experienced a decline in value, which we also know that to be the case with his current trial in New York, where that judge was like, hey, here's the actual value of your shit. And he, I do want to make a correction. He is worth, he is a billionaire. He's like 2.6 billion, but not the six or 10 he was claiming, but he is one. So the courts were able to figure that out because I know there's a lot of information out there about his taxes and his finances and like, here's all these numbers. And until this podcast, it was hard to keep up with what the hell was going on. But guess what? The courts have deemed that he is a billionaire. No, I was going to say, I was going to promote the disorderly show saying because, well, thanks Sage. Okay. I'm going to go hide now. Don't leave because if I'm left unattended, shit can go wrong very quickly. 
Not saying that I'm going to say terrible things, but I need that. You need to get your shirt that says, to my defense, I was left unattended. That would be great. <laughs> that would be great. Then I could do a TikTok trend, which I don't do and I despise. I don't despise, but it just seems uncreative. But, okay, it's... Mm, I say that now I'm like, well, not really. Um, what... TikTok and YouTube Shorts and all of these social media outlets have given us is more ability, well, just internet in general, more ability to connect with everybody and hear from them. Here's the problem, though. We start to segment into different teams and go, this is where we're at, this is where we are, and more prominently, I can make money off of saying this. Even though I don't believe it, I'm going to make money off of it. Why? Because people will view... It's not about... It's about views. And just like with what the news has become, where it's all... Yeah, we're going to talk about a baseball player who's been accused of doing this terrible thing to uh, to a woman... But then when it comes to find out, oh, no, he didn't do it, uh, we're not going to really mention it. Or we're going to say it on the ticker tape. A footnote. As, yeah, as a footnote. Same thing with social media where it's all, I just want to get the view, so I'm going to say and do anything I want. Hell, was it Logan Paul years ago went into the Japanese forest and did some shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that was bad. Yeah. <laughs> but he's still kicking around. It's, yeah, it's one true. of those things where it's just all... That's, I mean, he's definitely not, but yeah, that was they want, bad. They're not wanting to put out quality content. Con, uh, con, content? Yeah. Content. <laughs> Man, this water's really hitting me. We're having speech problems today. Today? I'm a disgrace to the human language. <laughs> English language. That works, too. <laughs> so, yeah, it, that's when I have a problem with it, is that, yes, you can find the information you want about something and you can educate yourself, but you have to trudge through the bullshit of just like, are you serious? People are doing this that just, just to make, well, just to make money. That's the, that's the goal. Moving on. Bad transition. Hey, uh, are you a fan of Saudi Arabia? Then you wouldn't like what Katie Hobbs did. She's the governor of Arizona and she terminated some state land leases from a Saudi-owned farm because they were pumping groundwater in violation of their lease. I don't know how to pronounce this. Fondamonte? Fondamonte, Arizona. I think that's how you pronounce this. Let's see if I get... Oh, okay. Let's see if I'm right. Hang on just a moment. Hey, I was right! (laughs) You didn't hear that, but I heard it. Fondamonte, Arizona which is a subsidiary of a Saudi dairy giant, Alamari Company, A-L-M-A-R-A-I. They've been growing alfalfa in Arizona for livestock consumption in Saudi Arabia, which I would say is okay because there's no forests in Saudi Arabia, at least no prominent ones. (laughs) Yeah, have the cattle in deserts. We've solved the problem. No more beanless coffee or beyond meat. There we go. I've solved it. Uh, But not here in America, because if you can come up with anything that can make money, go for it. Uh, So, that was something that is... Because Saudi Arabia has been trying to change their image. 
the prince right now is probably going to be in power for about 50 years. And Live Golf was his first array into really trying to change their perception, which if you don't know about that, it is is quite the ordeal when it, they tried to go up against the PGA. And they're recently just go, uh, the Ryder Cup just happened. Um, or continuing to happen? Hell, I forget that what their schedule is. But it's been going on, and there's been the issues of players who were, were who signed to live golf and moved away from the PGA, complaining that they weren't be able to get picked, and the PGA players were like, "Well, tough shit. That we're we're picking players from the PGA. That's the cost of you accepting hundred million dollar deals with a regime that." who I don't know, really doesn't like things talked about him. And I know you're sitting there going, well, Face, aren't you afraid? No, I'm, I'm not afraid because, for one, I seriously doubt anybody is going to be listening to this. Secondly, if they do, uh, thanks. Appreciative. <laughs> and if they take me out, they take me out. It's not something like where I'm like, yeah, I will not, I will not be, if they invite me to be like, Hey face, we'd love for to treat you and host you in Saudi Arabia. I'll be like, yeah, no, no, all good. We can, we can meet in America. We could do that. I would love to and yeah, I'd do that here. No, I ain't going to Saudi Arabia. Probably a great country. Um, and Qatar and all those countries. Yeah. For the majority of them, it's good. But again, I'd be dealing with the government, not the people. There's the difference. If I go to Iran, same thing. I'd rather deal with the people there instead of the government, but they'll probably see a white guy and go like, wait a minute. Are you American? I'm like, how close am I to the embassy? And they'll be like, you're here spying. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm trying to get mushroom coffee. And, uh, They'll be like, what the fuck is that? And I try to explain it to them. They'd be like, yeah, no, we're just locking you up because you're crazy. Speaking of crazy, remember Senator Bob Menendez? Yes. Yeah, that sounded confident. (laughs) I'm just trying to figure out why you bring him up. Oh, because they finally set a date for his trial. Oh. So this is good. Uh, It's going to be happening next year in May. Uh, he's been accused of taking bribes. This is the guy who said, I keep money in my clothes because of Cuba. Yeah. In a sense, basically. He was trying to do that. Um, Which, yeah, it's a little... He's a senator in the U.S., but he's worried about Cuba. Like, <laughs> is he trying to run away to Cuba? Like, that's the only thing I can think of. Or... or Cuba has the capability to take him out or do right, something. Right, to come here, yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. He would have a better chance if he said the cartels. Yeah. Because they can actually do that. They actually have the money to do that. Um, if you didn't know about them, because news cycles, that's it, the news cycle. I knew I'd come up with it or remember it. Just give me time. Um, if, you were, if you forgot why we're bringing them up or why he's been in the news or... Um, basically prosecutors are claiming that, um, Menendez provided sensitive U S government information to Egypt in exchange for bribes. 
There's been five people charged, including his wife, who's been driving around in a Mercedes. Which, again, when I hear about all these bribery things from politicians and the low um, things that... I just sit there and be like, wait a minute, 10 grand, you found 50 grand, or it's a car. It's like, seriously? That's the bar? That that can't be the bar. There's got to be more shit you got. Like, it's got to be on the level of a Clarence Thomas who has been getting free trips and a, a boatload of free shit from a very wealthy, I don't know if that person's a billionaire, but a very wealthy benefactor. Yeah. Benefactor. See that I would be like, well, I mean, it's like if you cheat and if you cheat with somebody really hot, you're ugly. It's like, well, I mean, can you blame them? Cause if you're like Hugh Grant, who, if for those of you who don't know who, who, who Hugh Grant is, he's not the dude from D and D, which the new Dungeons and Dragons movie if you're a fan of that, they did it well. They, uh, I could see another one coming and tastefully. out. tastefully. They did it well and they yeah. did it tastefully. Granted, hopefully there's not going to be a fat dragon again. But <laughs> the graveyard scene is one of the best movie scenes uh, that was well done. Um, he's not that. Years ago when he was the top dog and, oh, I forget her name. But basically he was he was dating or married to another Hollywood hottie. And end up being caught with a prostitute. And you sit there and be like, see, when I talk... Oh, hey, here's that relationship part of the show. Went and... Uh, oh, what was his name? Oh. Because he made the point. He did real well. And hopefully, as I keep talking, I'll remember it. Um, basically, when women say, you know, how could guys do that? Um, uh, as you can hear me typing... <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm trying to uh, remember his name. Um, uh, oh God. Now, now, okay, now with the Patrice. God damn, how did I not remember <laughs> Patrice O'Neill's name? One of the best comedians of all time, taken too soon and not given the recognition for the genius he was able to provide us. But luckily... A lot of his stuff is still available to listen to, and I'm surprised he's not more quoted in circles of logic. Because I would say Patrice is our our generation's George uh, uh, Carlin. Mm. He he was our generation's Carlin, but didn't get didn't get to the heights of what Carlin did. Um. But he basically made the point of, and I, this story with Hugh Grant, which is old, by the way, reiterates, yeah, men are, they go for what's available. They don't go for, they try to go for quality, but mainly they go for what's available. Women, though, will go for, they want to go, they want to keep going up. They don't want to just go, hey, I want to settle. I want to be, I want to elevate my position. What was the whole point of this whole thing? No fucking idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, bad transition. I gotta find like, some good music for that. <laughs> Speaking of, the tunes you heard, if I didn't mention it, I do want to mention it now, done by White Bat Audio from Carl Casey. And you'll see that in the description if you're listening to this on your 
tub. If you're listening on anything else, hopefully I've commented right here of who it is because they've been able to provide some awesome music because you wouldn't think that there would be great copyright-free metal music, which I'm a fan of, uh, but he's been able to do it. So, appreciate it. Thanks for providing that awesomeness to us, and I'll provide you all the things and everything that you desire. Hopefully, you don't listen to this and be like, yeah, no, no, let's uh, disregard me from any future shows. Moving on to Disney. Uh, Sage? Yes? Have you had... Now, this this is going to get a bit personal. Okay. Have you had... When you've gone to water parks, have you had any problems with wedgies? No. Apparently, somebody did. What? Because a woman at the... Uh, has filed a lawsuit against the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts where she claims serious injuries from a painful wedgie at a water slide at the I, Typhoon did Lagoon. She, like, slide off of her seat? Like, no, I think this is one of those uh, those rides where you don't have a seat. It's one of those straight drops. Uh-huh. So you're not in a seat or anything or a tube. It's you and the water. And she's saying that that ride, <laughs> not only it caused this. Severe lacerations, organ damage, and a hernia. That sounds like she fell and is trying. To... How do you fall and have that? Like have that fall, as your like you fall on your like you, she got out of the water and then like she fell. How do you I get a hurter? Too embarrassed to say that. Water choked up on me. How do you get no. a hernia from falling? You don't. That's a, that's like a rupture in, yeah. in your muscle. Yeah. So the lawsuit accuses Disney of negligence for not warning riders about the risks of the water slide and not providing. And not providing. Yeah. And that's not Hang something on. that happens overnight, by the way. That's something that slowly starts building up for a hernia. Like, it can be caught early, so... She already had a hernia when she went there. Uh, or the beginnings of one. Okay. Um, it wouldn't be caused by... Uh, you're saying a hernia doesn't just automatically happen. Yeah, it's like... Because it's the weakening of your muscle lining lining on that. And, again, it can be a build-up to it where all of a sudden, like, it finally... It's like the last little string and it'll pop. But ah. it's... It's not usually something that's like, oh, hey, there it is. I have a hernia all of a sudden. I have a hernia. <laughs> So, um, yeah, the Don't negligence. Me, by the way, I'm not a medical professional. What? <laughs> I just That was one of your qualifications to be a fucking co-host. Oh, nap when you lie on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> well, you lied real good. I like, oh, damn it. I, no, I'm not doing that because it sounds too much like Django. <laughs> I like the way you die, boy. Nope, don't um, do <laughs> I just did it. It was it was the quote from Jesus. I was about to say it was a quote from Sam Jackson, but no, it was the quote from uh, Leonardo. DiCaprio. No, Leonardo. no. I it. Wow, how do we? How are we missing this? I have no clue. We've been Jamie Foxx. Thank you, Jamie Foxx. Everyone else who's screaming at the your fucking audio. Thanks. Your screaming helped. Give me time. I will find the answer. Yeah. Um, that's what he said, you know, the whole, Yeah. I like the way you die, boy. So in this lawsuit, she's saying that, uh, 
uh, Disney was negligent in not warning riders uh, about the risks of the water slide and not providing protective swimwear. What the fuck is protective swimwear? That's something you provide yourself. Yeah. I'm sorry. I don't want any company providing me with swimwear. That is just... (laughs) Nobody's going to put it on. Nobody's yeah, going to put it on. That's no. No, yeah. thank you. So they're only asking for 50 grand, so I wholeheartedly expect them to get a settlement. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Again, this is this is this is the it's like really and again, I seriously doubt this couple who will get the settlement will do anything worthwhile to where it will benefit their generations. They're not going to pay off anything. They're going to go out and buy shit and be like, look what we got. And it's like, you know what? Well, I mean, you could have taken that 25, 30 grand, paid off your debt, our credit card debt, a car. Yeah. Well, I mean, if she does have any medical issues, I hopefully she'll take that. And, yeah, you would and, say that. And, you know, use it for her medical issues and stuff and then pay off, you know, get out of debt if they have any. Well, that's why you're here, to be able to say that, because I... <laughs> Don't have high hopes. That didn't cross my mind. It didn't. Bad transition. Uh, L.A. is starting a zero bail policy. So in the criminal justice system. Uh, a zero bail policy has been implemented in L.A. County, which replaces the previous cash bail system for most crimes. Under the new systems, misdemeanors and specific non-violent felonies will not require cash bail and those arrested for such offenses will be either cited and released in the field or booked and released with a court appearance order however only individual only individuals deemed to pose a heightened threat or flight risk will be held in custody until arraignment and some restrictions like electronic monitoring may be imposed. I sound like a narrator on the end of Family Court. I was thinking of a, like one of those shows that you watch in uh, Burbank, California. The unexpected or unassuming town. And then it goes into some... <laughs> you wouldn't think this family would be sinister. But they're a 49ers fan! I'm a Cowboys fan. Fuck you. Um... <laughs> I'm going to stick to it. I'm also a Diamondbacks fan. So if you're a Dodger fan, not a fan of you. Now here, I will say this. I am, but if we are sitting, if we are seated next to each other, I will enjoy the game as much as you. If my team's doing well, I will not rub it in your face. Um, But if my team's losing and you rub it in my face, I still will not be like, dude, what? Because at the end of the day, and this was something I learned in my youth. There was someone I knew who was a huge fan of a certain NFL team. And they would get upset. It would ruin their day if that NFL team didn't do well. Wow. I mean, I, when I watch the NFL this. with any of my friends, I... You watch well, the NFL? I, on occasion. Oh, I do. Okay. I, hey, I'm a Broncos. Go Broncos. Fan? Yes, Broncos said. <laughs> I'm a Broncos. Da, 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 Finish da, da, my da, sentences. Da. <laughs> um, but I will totally make fun of them. And I don't mind that they make fun of me as long as 
But you, but you're it's, with your friends. Exactly. I'm talking with fans. With fans, if they would exactly. see me with a Diamondbacks hat, and I'm oh, cruising yeah. around L.A. That's a little different. Well, here's there's but the. But you can usually tell the people that are just like messing with you versus the people that are that's just being true. jerks. But here's what I learned, and because I used to also be like this, to where it was like, God damn it, the Cowboys. Mm, because yeah, for twenty fucking years, Jerry, you have not <laughs> been the answer. Um. He has, now he has learned that he needs to change. Mainly, I would I would argue because his his friend, the, uh, I forget his name, but he owned the Texans and he died. And he basically went, oh shit, maybe I should listen to everybody else who's smarter than me because you're, the, the Cowboys' success when he got the team was not because of you, Jerry. It was because of other things that happened. You just happened to be the owner during probably one of the greatest periods of Cowboys football. Ever since then, I go back to the sustainability, it's been shit. Granted, it's been sellable shit because it's one of the, it is the most, it is the uh, highest profitable. It's the, it's worth the most. And I can't think of the right phrase right now, but it's worth the most out of any of these sports franchises. But what I learned, going back to the person I knew, I saw this. I would see their day get fucked up because of how this NFL team acted. And one day, they didn't do well. And I didn't see him react the way he usually did. And I said, hey, what's up? He's like, I came to the realization, I'm not on the fucking team. That's a good realization. So why should I care how my day or how else it should go? I'm a fan. I enjoy them. There's a reason I have a connection with the team. But how they perform, unless I'm part of the team in some way, their win or losses, I'll celebrate their wins. And I'll be like, eh, yeah, they lost. But why should that affect my relationships and my decisions throughout my day? Well, that stuck with me. So if I'm with a Dodgers fan, or if I'm with, uh, hey, even a Cardinals fan, where they totally destroyed the Cowboys, which was good because the Cowboys needed to be humble. Because the first the first games, the Giants and the Jets, where they totally dismantled them. Defense, by the way, not offense. So let's that's I don't think they'll do well this Sunday against the Niners. If they pull it out, it'll be because the Niners beat themselves. Um then I'll watch it for that. I'll watch it. Hey, I'm a, I'm a fan, but I, it doesn't, it's not a, them winning or losing is not something that is dependent on how I'm going to act because guess what? They ain't fucking paying me yet. Hey, uh, and so it's not going to be a big impact to my life. So for those sports fans out there, and you have it as this is my do or die. This affects my whole day. If you're watching football on Sunday, your team doesn't win, and you become this raging Hulk monster. Um, yeah, you don't have the money or talent to be able to do that because most people that are able to get away with that and still be revered in society have either done well in sports or they have a shitload of money. Which I would suspect you don't. Not saying that's a bad thing, but how about you go, eh, wish they would have won. How about we go out and have a good time to eat? 
and uh, maybe discuss the game, what they could have done, but don't have it be a big thing that is uh, that's impacting your relationships. And if you haven't gotten the realization, this is why it's called the Disorderly Show, because I go every fucking where. And in the latest news, hey, I didn't know this was available. I didn't even know this was a thing. Well, no, auctions are a thing. Um, but apparently, someone had enough money to spend over $250,000 on a pair of front row balcony tickets for the Thor- for Ford's theater on the night President Abraham Lincoln got assassinated. What? Yeah. So, wow. apparently, there's only two sets of these tickets in existence. And somebody had enough money lying around that went, you know what? I'll buy those. Now, the auction house thought they'd only go for like a hundred grand. So, for them to go for $262,500, is there's a reason why people in this country are like, hey, I love to be rich, but I hate people who are rich. Because they buy that. Like, what's the point of this? This These tickets should be in, like, the Smithsonian. That's what I'm saying. Actually, it's bragging rights for somebody in the couple who's boring as shit. Yeah, I can see that. I because they- there's one person in that couple that wants to be able to do, like, hey, let's get do get-togethers and stuff. But they're the person they married is so fucking boring that they're like, you need to have some unique thing to talk about. Hey, why don't we buy tickets to when Abraham Lincoln was shot at the theater. There you go. You can talk about that and I can go mingle and have my good old time. I don't know why, but like for some reason my brain keeps going, are they going to go watch the show? And it's like, no, that, that show is in the past. So it's just... I'm starting to rethink uh, hiring <laughs> you as a co-host. <laughs> I should not be in charge of keeping you in line. <laughs> no, you should be. You should be. That's where your strengths are. But for logic, I would know. Yeah. I well, I, I mean, I am pretty logical, I like, but at I the like same the other time, side of it. I like the other side of it. The, yeah, the, those those moments of <laughs> go see the show. Yeah, it's actually. I'm surprised nobody's made it into a musical. Oh my gosh! I mean. <laughs> Just give it time, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Just give me, just give me time. I'll get. Uh, oh, what was his name? The dude who did Hamilton, who started off just as a just as a, a a rapper in a group and was able to progress to that. Yeah. Amazing. Am I going to remember his name right now? No. Am I going to look it up? No. Why? Because we've been going on the show for quite some time, and I got some shit to get to, especially a Texan couple who found themselves. In hot water as they tried to sell a Jaguar cub. What? Yeah. How and, did they even get a hold of one? And, okay, and they got arrested because they're in direct violation of the Big Cat Act. That's literally the fucking name. Well, I mean, it's pretty direct, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So the couple managed to sell... The cub for a whopping $7,500 before authorities were like, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, but they were, um, well, it was a, uh, how do you pronounce this? Margay? A Margay cub? Is that, am I pronouncing that right? I will find out here as soon as 
I'm able to hear the word. Yeah, a Margay cub. And so they sold that cub for $7,500. Authorities had no idea they sold that. And then they got caught when they tried to sell the Jaguar cub to the same buyer. Now, the story doesn't say if the buyer got arrested as well. But this is all happening in Texas. So a uh, Florida man. You you got some competition. You're slacking. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And I do want to bring this up. Anybody who has bought any of the 5-in-1 rocker bassinets, they are being recalled due to their potential pose to suffocation, strangulation, and fall hazards to infants. The reason I bring this up, because the company who makes them is not taking them off the shelves. Ooh, that's yeah. not good. And this is the 5-in-1 rocker bassinet that's why i bring it up because usually when there's a recall the companies are like hey we're taking those off we're you know we're not gonna supply them anymore this company was all nope we're not gonna do anything they're not cooperating with the recall efforts at all so if you have these bassinets you're advised to take a immediate action and get the and go back and get rid of them because there's nothing there's few things worse than waking up and thinking, huh, why hasn't my baby cried? Are they still sleeping? Hey, maybe they finally slept through the night. And then you go into the room and then you see a horrific scene that, as a parent myself, and Sage, or do you have kids? Yes, I do. So... That right there, I... Yeah, no. I don't know how you can... Kids are really wiggly, and if you have an unstable rocker, that is just a recipe for disaster. And you know that... Okay, so give me a sense. What's an age that... Yeah, infants. Infants go in there. So these are one... They're not walking around. They can hold up to like four to six months, depending on... The size of the kid. And, and by the time they're like two months, those kids are kicking and rolling around. So if they... They're in, movable. Yeah. They're, they're trying they're, to do some things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they... Oh, Jesus Christ. They fling their head back. Oh, yeah. Head, <laughs> You're just holding them in. and then all of a sudden, what the fuck are you doing? You're making me look like a bad parent. Yeah, I don't know about Good you. Good thing I watch football. I know yeah. how to cradle your head. <laughs> but yeah, that's... So if you have one of those... find something else because I can't imagine I imagine I would not and I spoke about this earlier about how with the Nobel Prize Nobel Peace Prize winner of how she's dedicated her life which we don't know we don't know what's after this and that's pretty much my sense of this I don't know if there's a God I don't know what's after this I take what's here and I try to do what I can um, to enjoy it while at the same time raising my kids to enjoy it as well. But for those of you who are out there who are dedicating their time, which we can't get back to greater causes than themselves, I salute you. I, I really do that. And for parents that have that go, that's why I'm running to bring this up because if you have a baby and you have a company that knows that there's a fucking problem. And they're not willing to do anything to fix it or to suggest that 
it's happening at all is really appalling. And also, that shows you they have no money. They have no money. So if you try to go after them, good luck trying to get any, anything from them. Which, yeah, it's, you can't put a price on losing an infant. And this yeah. is, and this the is. Fact that they're still selling it, like just. Well, I don't think they're. I don't think stores are still selling it. Yeah. But with a recall, it's like, hey, bring it back to the place you bought it. Yeah. But I mean, I can the see. company is not active in being able to be like, hey, bring it back. Yeah. Unfucking real. So, here's a really bad transition. We're gonna go. Some, we're going to go some. Yeah. Like I said, it's a bad transition. <laughs> We're going to go to some good news. <laughs> okay, I will take good news after that one. <laughs> go for it. So, hey, here's some good news coming out of Ohio. You know that meme? Down in Ohio. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, the uh, you've heard about the UNESCO World Heritage yeah. list, right? Yeah. Basically, hey, this is a, this is something, this is a place that doesn't need to be fucked with. Pretty much? Yeah. Basically protected. So there's a place in Ohio that made the list. Oh, what's that? It's the Hopewell Ceremonial Earthworks. They've earned the prestigious spots on the UNESCO World Heritage List. Now, this, these ancient earthworks built between 2000 and 1600 years ago are a true masterpieces of complex landscape architecture. They're known for their enormous scale, geometric precision, and astronomical alignments, and they were created by dispersed American Indian communities for worship and connection. So today, these earthworks stand as a testament to a rich culture heritage and join the ranks of world-famous heritage sites like Stonehenge and some cave paintings, because I can't pronounce that word. Uh, Hey, if you didn't think... People who get arrested and go to jail can't reform themselves. You're wrong! In California, inmates at the Richard J. Donovan Correctional Facility in San Diego, where the Padres, who have one of the highest... Yeah, I'm a sports fan. Have the high, one of the highest payrolls, still didn't make the playoffs. Ha! Are, uh, because I'm a Diamondbacks fan, they're in the same division. Make that connection, people. Um... So this facility, they're making a positive change in the lives through their restorative justice program. Now, this program allows prisoners to earn an associate's degree in sociology and liberal arts while being incarcerated, uh, offering them a chance to enhance their employability and their knowledge. And over 1,500 individuals have already benefited from this program, increasing their chances of successful reintegration into society. Most reoffenders reoffend because there's no other option. But if you give them options, they're not going to fucking do it anymore. What a shock. Now, I know the prices of <laughs> degrees are really high. It doesn't mean you need to do a crime to... Yes, please. That was a crime. <laughs> <laughs> to, to, well, if you're going to do crime, do it in San Diego. Because then you can go to that facility and then... or. Make a plea deal and just go, hey, get me to that facility so I can get a sociology or liberal arts degree and be more employable. And thus, I didn't have to spend, uh, I didn't have to have a debt that hangs over me for 20, 30 years. 
Uh, but I wanted to bring that up to show you, hey, look, not everybody who gets arrested um, is a terrible person or can't reintegrate. Do I think there are some people that need to stay locked up? Hell yeah. But not everybody. Speaking of uh, people making a great ch- or good making changes. yeah good changes uh, from prison, there are not only was so San Diego the Richard J Donovan Correctional Facility in San Diego is doing this by offering these degrees, but there's also um, oh this doesn't say where it is oh son of a bitch. Uh, I got to get with the uh, note taker, the news note taker and be like, Hey, where's this located at? But basically this story is about people who have found a talent while in the kitchen in prison and being able to utilize that talent outside of prison and becoming executive chefs. That's what it is. But it doesn't say where they were incarcerated from or how, but Uh yeah, yeah. How long? Yeah. Yeah. So we'll work on that. I will uh, have a one-sided conversation. Uh, other good news in medical science, researchers at the University of Oxford have achieved a significant breakthrough by 3D printing brain cells. What? How? 3D printing brain cells. Okay, so what would that cre- be used for? Brain cells? Well, I know, but... That means more drinking, Sage. <laughs> That's what that means. Yeah, but are they implanting them in people, or are they just seeing that they can reverse? Uh, in their first, right now, they're going into mice brains. Okay. So they're a two-layered brain tissue using human neural stem cells and going into mice. Oh, pinky in the brain. Here we come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, obviously, this discovery offers hope for treating traumatic brain injuries. And with no effective treatment currently available, this 3D printing method could potentially lead to personalized implementation treatments for brain injury patients. Yeah, I wonder because that would definitely, with brain trauma or any type of neurological disease. Which is no, which more often than not is no, yeah, is no. definitely have. Oh, yeah. Huge applications. Yeah. And no okay. fault of their own most of the time. Exactly. You'd be able to be keep that cognitive effect as you continue to age. Yeah. And by, I don't know, the way technology is going, for, uh, for all of us who are in this age range where we know who Boy Meets World is, there could be a chance we live a lot longer than anybody else because we're going to have a lot of replacement parts in our body. Really? <laughs> But then you know that, I don't know if you've ever seen that, uh, the Repo Man. Oh! <laughs> that just, as soon as you said that, that popped in my head. Oh, and yeah, that could be it. That's like a, a really good point. a combination of Man and Repo Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, before we get to uh, ending the show, yes, it's coming to an end. I know how long it's been, and we will get to talking about Donald Everett Ballard. Hospital corpsman second class of how what they did to receive their medal of honor. Um, want to be able to talk about the what happened with NASA's? Oh, how do you pronounce this? Hang on. 
basically, they sent a probe to an asteroid to be able to get a sample from said probe. Osiris. Osiris, that's how it is. Okay. So, the Osiris-Rex mission went to an asteroid, collected a sample, and came back down, landed in Utah. Now, this new sample is being analyzed to reveal not only its chemical composition, its hydrated minerals, but it <laughs> the reason I want to bring this up is because it came with dark material too, dark matter. Which, if this happened in 2020, we're just like, that's it. Shit's going down. We brought dark matter back to the Earth. Yeah, that would just be like some type of Fantastic Four timeline or something. <laughs> yeah, to where, or no more apt would finally put into perspective the latest alien movies, which were not hey. great alien movies, but had that similar. Hey, this black plague is going to just wipe everything out. Hey, oh shit, maybe the dark matter is the next black plague. Because, hey, haven't we experienced what our parents and grandparents experienced with the 70s? With shit that's going on in the country. Now what's going on now? You can make good comparisons between... Can we just gain a replay? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... Maybe there could be a black plague what out of this. What remake of the 70s? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the Black Plague didn't happen in the 70s, yeah, that. but things keep happening. So anyway, I wanted to bring that up. Be like, hey, cool, we got some shit from an asteroid so we can check out more sh- We can learn more things about space, but we got way more dark matter than we expected to have in it. So, huh. But if, uh, well, I guess I bring this up like I did with the bassinet thing. If you live near NASA... You might be ground zero for some shit. Which, oh shit, that's right. The Cloverfield. Would they they be doing that shit in Florida? Dark matter with Florida man? Oh no. Son of a... Well, if you're living in Hawaii... Everyone's moving to Hawaii right now. That's (laughs) it. We're going to... Hawaii or Iceland. Either one. Actually, you know what? There is a small fucking island near... The uh, the Horn of Africa that the Brits use. Nobody knows about it, but the Brits use it. Huh. Yeah, yeah, which is that. which is really interesting because just north of that island is another island where it's all military, all Britain British military. Cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> for today you to I learned. <laughs> yeah, today <laughs> I, I learned after. Uh, after listening to the disorderly show, all I learned was <laughs> that Britain is still has land that people don't know about. So, Sage, again, appreciate you being here. We uh, appreciate your insight and making the show much better than it ever could have had been. Because trust me, if I'm just talking by myself, <sighs> just not good quality. And I know that. I know that about Not myself. Not as entertaining for yourself. Oh, I'd be entertained, but I just don't know about anybody else. <laughs> but as always, like I said at the beginning of the show, we like to, we want to. Actually, I'm like, I mean, I'll put you into this, but 
I'll say it for I want to include on this show soldiers who have received the Medal of Honor because their names should be should be as recallable as anybody else who's made an album or made a movie because when you make an album you make a movie yeah you make art but those things are made to be able to generate money that's why you know their fucking names Am I tiring you? Is that it? We should probably get some more coffee. More mushroom coffee? Some more mushroom coffee. Pepperoni flavored though, right? A couple of shots of pepperoni. And so tonight, tonight. <laughs> well, you know when I'm recording this shit, um, for this show, we're going to be talking about Donald Jesus Christ Wayne. And for this show, we're going to be talking about Donald Everett Ballard. And I'm taking this directly from the Medal of Honor website. And I'll be reading it verbatim. So, if they come after me and say, hey, because of copyright, I don't think... They'll say anything regardless or regarding copyright, but I'm not going to summarize what the citation is. Now, Donald Everett Ballard was a hospital corpsman second class when they did the action where they received the Medal of Honor, which occurred on May 16th, 1968 the Vietnam War they were part of the Company M I believe it's 3rd Battalion but it's a, it does say 3D Battalion but I believe it's 3rd Battalion 4th Marines 3rd Marine Division it seems like that it would seem like why would it be 3D Marine Division as well I'm going to go with 3rd if I'm wrong please correct me I will I want to be right with this The citation reads as follows. For conspicuous gallantry and intrepidity at the risk of his life above and beyond the call of duty while serving as an HC2C with Company M in connection with operations against enemy aggressor forces. During the afternoon hours, Company M was moving to join the remainder of the 3rd Battalion in Kuangti Province. After treating and evacuating two heat casualties, HC2C Ballard was returning to his platoon from the evacuation landing zone when the company was ambushed by a North Vietnamese Army unit employing automatic weapons and mortars and sustained numerous casualties. Observing a wounded Marine, HC2C Ballard unhesitantly moved across the fire-swept terrain to the injured man and swiftly rendered medical assistance to his comrade. HC2C Ballard then directed four Marines to carry the casualty to a position of relative safety. As the four men prepared to move the wounded Marine, an enemy soldier suddenly left his concealed position and, after hurling a hand grenade which landed near the casualty, commenced firing upon the small group of men. 
instantly shouting a warning to the Marines, HC2C Ballard fearlessly threw himself upon the lethal explosive to protect his comrades from the deadly blast. When the grenade failed to detonate, he calmly arose from his dangerous position and resoundly continued his determined efforts in treating other Marine casualties. HC2C Ballard's heroic actions and selfless concern for the welfare of his companions served to inspire all who observed him and prevented possible injury or death to his fellow Marines. His courage, daring initiative, and unwavering devotion to duty in the face of extreme personal danger sustain and enhance the finest traditions of the U.S. Naval Service. That was Hospital Corpsman Second Class, Donald Everett Ballard, who reached the highest rank of Colonel. We salute you, recognize you. And if you're able, if you know this man, you know the soldier, reach out to him and thank him. And I said this last show, if the soldier has a different political view than you that doesn't take away the fact the actions they did to receive that Medal of Honor. So just give them a thanks for what they did. And if they come back and respond in a way that doesn't exemplify the Medal of Honor. What you did was say thank you to a soldier for what they decided to do when they were faced with certain death. And that's what you need to take away from it. I know we've had a lot of fun on this show. Sage has been great. I've been mediocre. Any Mad Max fans out there? But I appreciate you taking the time, listening to us, hopefully making this grow so that it could be what I do for a living because God damn, that would be great. Yeah, I'm going to end this show on being selfish. 